Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Today's guests are Stephen and Evan Strong. They have backgrounds in archaeology, anthropology, and indigenous cultural studies. And we are going to talk with them about the newly discovered ancient archaeological artifacts that have been found and what they mean. Guys, welcome to the show. I really appreciate you taking some time out of your day to give us some information about this. It's a pleasure, and yeah. thank you for Happy asking us. Yeah, yeah. Thank I you. do appreciate that. Yeah, no, more than honored to be here. We have five rings. I know it sounds bizarre when you say from Lemuria and three from Atlantis. All right. Let's... And also a statue that comes from Lemuria. Now, I say that with the greatest of hesitation, but... I also say that after we've got, we've used the best laboratory in Australia, mm-hmm. um, in a university that has 38 scientists that work for them. They pay, pay $2 million rent per year, one of the only scientific establishments in this country that makes money. And we've had it analysed also by the best electronic machine mm-hmm. in Australia. There's only two of them, and it's cost nearly six figures. So mm-hmm. what we did is the readouts we've got from nine objects that have been found quite a few of them were found underneath the ground in australia okay some were found underneath the ground in angkor wat um and they are our major sources they've come from right so what we found is this that um a ring was found at a place called hill end in australia okay let me stop you there let me stop yeah. you there. Um, which ring are you talking about so I can look uh, at it? Atlantis ring number one, the first ring. Uh, I don't think I have numbers on it. What does the ring look like? Uh, it's a golden ring, and it's got it's got lines across it with two symbols, one which has got a circle with a lot two lines above and below. Then it's got a clover leaf design. It repeats itself, and there's nine of those designs, and it looks very good gold, and it's good. I think I ha- is it the one with the red yeah. yarn or something tied to the ring? Yes, yes that's, you the got it. that's the one. That's the one. You okay, so this okay. is this is a ring that's been found right. under the ground in Australia. One and a half meters beneath the surface with a, um, a metal detector by a gentleman whose name is Sean and has got a stat deck to cover this. Okay. Who woke up in the morning after a heavy night of drinking beer and decided to clear his head and turn his machine on by going up a hill where there was no gold. He went two-thirds of the way up, and he got one hit. Wow. And there he was on a hill like this with no vegetation on top. It's been worn away. Okay. And he dug. And he dug down a meter, and he didn't find it. Got the machine, put it on top, still kept going off. Went down another half a meter, one and a half meters, which means if it just got there naturally, that's around 50,000 years ago. Right. But if it was buried there, that's different. Anyway. He took it out and couldn't see a thing because it was so carbon right. and stuff. So he went down to the creek and washed it off, and he looked at it and said, my God, it's gold. Hmm. He knows it's ancient, took it off to different people, and they said, we don't know the symbol, we don't know the symbol, and then got it analysed by the machine that we've been using ever since. So, ladies and gentlemen, we've been consistent. We didn't use a different machine. We've used the same one each time. Very important if you do science, 
you make sure you cover those things at the start. That's where we come from. And it come up with a reading, and on the top of it says, gold not present. Well, wow. he didn't go to Hill End looking for copper, did he? That's not why he went there, and he didn't buy the gold machine at Hill End to find copper and other things. No, because it's copper and five other elements. Mm-hmm. So very disappointed. He kept it with him for a while. He had a couple of magical experiences, which we won't talk about, fell in love with it, but needed money desperately, and Ros bought it. That's a lady who buys us rings and all sorts of stuff and has been for a long time. Anyway, sent to me and I looked at the readout and I didn't have Evan here. He was gone. Yeah. So for the first time in my life, I went into the thing called a computer and punched in the five elements and I got nothing because it's supposed to be an ore. So I'm trying to find out what ore is and it's nowhere. It doesn't exist. There was one readout which I kept going past and ignoring. It was Wikipedia. Because Wikipedia say, what, even bad things about us? Yeah, they don't like us very much. No, so I didn't want to read their story because they don't like us and I didn't like them. And I don't really like their their work that much. Oh, God, I shouldn't have said that. That's it for me now. We're going to get about another bad comment. Anyway, finally, out of desperation, after one hour look and I went to Wikipedia, I looked at the entry and had plenty of the elder, Homer, Plato. I thought, hang on for a sec, I'm going to read this What's anyway. What's going on here? Yeah. This is normal. It's not what they normally put in here. Anyway, so I read it, and it's all about this these five elements. It's called Orichalcum. And Plato described it in detail. Homer wrote a poem dedicated to Aphrodite, where Aphrodite was the keeper, and the, the totem of hers was Orichalcum. And I'm reading that the whole of Atlantis was covered in Orichalcum, but unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, I read above what Wikipedia said, and it said Orichalcum is a mythical metal. And we know what mythical means in um, Wikipedia language, found in the mythical continent of Atlantis. Hmm. So I right away knew, oh, my God, all these people spoke about it, but Wikipedia said they're wrong, so there must be. But after believing, believing Wikipedia, which is a mistake, ladies and gentlemen, you shouldn't, because I looked further down the page, and there is a picture taken in 2016 of 83 ingots of Orichalcum. But I went up to the top. And it said that Orichalcum was a mythical metal found in the mythical continent of Atlantis. And down the bottom there's a picture of it. So I thought to myself, should I alert the editors of Wikipedia to the fact that you can't have a myth with a picture of it taken in 2016 and show it as Orichalcum? They've had a problem with their, um, yeah. their work on just that particular entry. Anyway, I found out there that, yes, it's the same. Mm. The ring is the same. Now, here's mm. the trick. With that, those ingots, they were found in a Roman wreck in the 6th century BC near Sicily, fully ingotted up. So Wikipedia told me that this is actually um, Roman, Orichalcum. Okay. Rome doesn't have an Orichalcum mine. They never said they did. Mm-hmm. And also the ingots were already made, which means they've been made somewhere else. <laughs> Therefore, they, they can't be theirs. Right. I think I found two mistakes in Wikipedia's work. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, for those who think it's a lovely piece of work. But on this occasion, they're staggering in the dark. So now we know what the readout is. And now we started to find the pattern here, Jeffrey. What we found was that they said in the ingots, it was all over 75%. But this ring was 73.96% below the level. And all the zinc was below 20%. But this was 23% zinc. And the other three elements, 
which is iron, nickel and lead, they made up 5 to 10%. But for this ring, it was point, less than 0.5 of a percent. And I'm saying to myself, hang on, this story of Ori Chalkham has got more to it than what we first thought. Mm. So that's how this began. Okay, so now we have one ring. Now on it are two symbols. Mm-hmm. That's the next clue. Okay, right. so now let, we're going to Homer. So this ring is made of a metal called Ari Chulkum. That's yes. how you pronounce it. Now, Ari Chulkum yes. is basically, it sounds like for me, a mixture of other, um, other metals, copper, gold, zinc, iron, nickel. They're mm-hmm. all together in one and they just forge that one metal. They're not separated out. You know, they didn't separate the gold from the copper from the zinc. Oh, it's, no. No, it's no, just that's one. It's just no. one ore of all these minerals mixed together, and that they use that metal itself. Is that correct? No, it's not, because you can do that with a cruder form, which is the ingots they found, right? But when you get to the higher forms, no, every one of these, because we've now done nine, is different. There are signatures here of an alchemist, not an ore. What, this is the mistake. The reason why you can't find any mine with orange alchemy because it never existed as an ore. Okay. What you've actually got, this is what we found, is that those five elements are a base, okay? All the Murian rings have orichalcum as a base also, but mm-hmm. all the Murian rings have tin. There's a difference there. All the Murian rings have other elements as well as that base. The base is consistent throughout. Right. Now, when you go to Atlantis, we've got Atlantis ring number two. Now, let me tell you something about Atlantis ring number two and number one. The percentage of zinc and copper varies markedly between the two rings, but together, the first one makes up 99.53% of the base. And the second one is 99.36% of the base. And the other three elements are very fine trace elements, not like the ingots. Now, we're getting a third Atlantean ring measured, and we know it is because it's got the same two symbols as the first one. Now, the first one had two symbols. One of the symbols is the Berber relief for Atlas, the son of Poseidon. There's my second clue. Now I'm getting closer to Atlantis because one of those symbols represents Atlas, and as you know, he's the one that carried the world on his shoulders right. as a punishment right. for breaking the law. Right. When he damaged the ring we're talking about, okay? All right, wait, then wait. there's a second symbol there. There's five rings, mm-hmm. five rings, and they're not the same, aren't they? They're definitely not the same. I think Leah picked that up, didn't she? All the diameters are slightly different. And then they've got the straight vertical lines above and below. That's the same. Mm-hmm. Now, why are the rings different? Because I went back to Plato, and he said the five inner rings decreased in size as they got to the main one. What have they done on this? They've changed the size of each ring. Now, each caption, caption where they're placed in is four mil by four mil, then it's two mil by four mil, then the next one. They do that all the way around. Then it's been cut with a crude cut, and it was cut in half. Poseidon, actually, the um, Atlantis symbol was cut in half. That's when that ring got damaged. So now what we have is the rings. They have 99.5% roughly copper and zinc, then trace elements like homeopathy. They're all very magic. But when you go to Lemuria, that's the highest level of technology. And there you get technology that we don't have today and this is the part that breaks every conventional rule about how humans evolve because there are elements here that we didn't even know about 
and started using 20 or 30 years ago in rings that are thousands of years old. This mm. is where science kills the whole narrative of the past. So let's talk about Lemurian rings, okay? Well, let's go back now, to if the- we could. Let's let's uh let yeah. I kind of diverted you because I just wanted to um understand yeah. the composition of the metal of of this. But let's go right. back to the first one that okay. we we're looking at. What do the symbols mean on that ring? Well, they're the ones I just told you about. The two symbols: one represents the relief for Atlas, and the other one of the five circles that represent the inner rings of Atlantis. Okay. Therefore, this is a ring that obviously Atlas wore. But it didn't represent him. It represented the whole of Atlantis. The second ring we have only has the relief of Atlas six times in a row. That was worn by him, about him only. But again, it came from Atlantis because it has the same symbols. But the variation in the uh, copper here is about 19%. It's 19% more copper. In the second one, but they come up as the same base primary. Okay, which is the second one you're speaking of? I don't know. If you got that one? That, that, I gave you a chart with readouts. And yes. A little picture of each ring. Yep. It, Number it, two. Yeah, it will be the, the next one along. It's like a deep maroony, ready sort of color, and it's got a relief. A curly relief. Six of them. Each of those curls represent that. Okay. Yeah. On my. And they're all together. It looks yep. like it's kind of, from what I can see, it kind of looks golden and black, but maybe you're saying it's maroon. And mm. as you go around the ring, you have these circular things. Yeah, just on it's just on, uh, on one side of it. There's yeah, six yeah, yeah. That, from the side I can see. Okay, those mm-hmm. circular things are the relief for Atlas. So Atlas okay. wore this ring, is what you're saying. I would. That's look. The other one's got the relief of Atlantis on it. And Atlas, okay? So it represents Atlantis. This one just has the relief of Atlas, mm-hmm. three times going one way, which I think is male, three times going the other, which is female, in balance. And I think that one is primarily meant for him. It's about his power situation. Mm-hmm. And that explains why the copper tent content is much higher. Mm-hmm. Because you've got to understand with all of these rings, it is the copper that has something about it that goes into your skin and takes the load inside you. That's how the magic gets of these rings gets inside you because they use copper. Every one of these rings, bar one, is primarily number one copper. Mm. I've got that one I'm talking about. When I put that on my finger, that was the day after the first day that came here tried to kill my wife and my son. When I put it on my finger, it goes green straight away because it gets inside you. And of course, they tried to kill me also, but we've come over that now. Mm-hmm. I'm actually in control of that ring. All rings from Atlantis are primarily evil because that's how the place finished. And they present the whole story from start to finish. Mm-hmm. The second ring has good within it. The first ring was all good until Atlas destroyed it. And the third ring well, is Mordor warmed up by Tim. All right. Before we get to the third ring, where was mm-hmm. the second ring found? The second ring was not found. Uh, in Angkor Wat, because that's one of the places that's Lemurian stuff. This is actually Atlantean. This one was found in the two places where they fled. They fled to Egypt and to Avalon. It was found in England. It was found somewhere in a churchyard inside there with a metal detector. That's all I know about that one, because all of these are bought on the open market, so details are hard. Okay, so you said that was in a churchyard in England? 
in England somewhere, which was Avalon, which is the sort of respite for those who fled from Atlantis who knew they screwed up. Interesting. So one of them was taken there. And that ring is part good, part evil, and it can be controlled. Right. Third ring can't, and the first one can't be anymore because it was ruined. Right. Anyway, that's a different story. The important part is Lemurian rings, if you can, because that's where the whole mainstream narrative about humans is wrong. And we have it time after time after time in these rings. So it's really important if we, we're going to run out of time, which we will soon, if you could sweep onto Lemurian rings, it doesn't matter which one you get, if you could find one of them. All right. Will I've you... got one here which I'm holding up that might help you. Okay. See this one here? Give me one second. The what one with the like – um, I have seen that one. Let me look through my pictures yeah. here. It has like a – If you focus on that one, we can talk around it a bit. Got it. This one here. It almost I looks like that. a monkey on it. Well, no, yeah. it doesn't almost. There's two monkeys, two elephants, and two pigs. Okay. But I need to give you the story with these guys, and unfortunately for a second, I have to go into the mystical for a second, mainly to make sure you guys understand these two parts, then back to the chemistry. Okay, Roz bought a ring exactly like this, but the one she had had the two elephants and the two monkeys, but no pigs, okay? And it's small. She's holding this ring, and I think she bought this one in Israel. That's right, got it in Israel. It came from Angkor Wat. They all did. They were taken out by a Vietnam person with a metal detector when they went through Angkor Wat and thrown around the world and sold everywhere. Okay. <clears throat> then what happens is this. Got the ring like this, exactly the same as this, but completely different chemistry, unbelievable different. And then's rubbing it Saturday, Sunday night and the ring. I know this is where it gets strange, but I'm going to tell you the story because it's real. The ring told her to turn the TV set and go to the computer. She did. She went to the computer and was asked to type in an address. Now, it wasn't Vietnam memorability. It wasn't archaeological sites. It wasn't eBay. The site she was asked to go to was a Thai arts and craft shop. And while she's typing this in, she said to the ring, why have you sent me this here? It's like she was having a conversation. I know that sounds non-scientific, but I'm just passing the story on. Okay, so she gets there and she's looking there thinking, well, what have I done? Why am I here? And then the ring tells her, to type in the word giant's ring. I'm just going to hold this up for the people who can't see it. Have a look at my fingers. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so she types in the word giant's ring and this ring appears for sale. The ring then tells her, I've done it again, haven't I? To buy the ring straight away, she's not to touch it because it's a male ring. It could have killed her. She's got the female ring and sent it straight to me. So that's how that ring got here. Now, to begin with, when I got this ring, I already had the Atlantean ring, and it looked nothing like it because it was all dark brown. Can you see the patches of brown still there? Covered the whole thing. I just said, what a drab-looking piece of work this is. It's not gold like this, was it, Evan? It was all brown. Yeah. Like, uh, what would you call it, patina? Yeah. Well, no, it wasn't patina. It was paint. Oh, and I rubbed it off. I just started rubbing the thing, and it came off. And I looked yeah. at it, and I put the Atlantean ring. I thought, my God, it's the same. Couldn't believe it. So I got on to Roz and said, Roz, we've got to start testing this other ring, the one I've just got. I'm sending it back down to you. Don't touch it. Let's get it tested. And lo and behold, what's in there? The same five elements as the Atlantean ring, but with the addition of tin. Hmm. Now, I want to share something with you on this about the fact that you think it could be a simple ore. Oh, hang on, stop this. Something, something no, sorry. Okay. 
Because if people think this could still be, I don't know what's going on here. Someone's trying to message you on Facebook. I've done it. <laughs> okay. Now, where's where are they going? Yeah, yeah. I'll get that back up for you. Take that machine away. Oh, yeah. Before you get oh, into that, oh. be, let me stop you real yeah. quick. So the woman who bought this, she said the another mm. ring was telling her to buy this. What other it's ring was te- what other ring was telling her to buy this? Exactly the same as the one I've shown you. Oh, she and had. You've got it up there on picture, but no pigs. Oh, okay. So they she knew had, you each other. Yeah, wow, that's I know amazing. they were separated by four. Yeah, five thousand k's away. But this this other ring knew its website address. I want you to think about it for a sec. And then was telling this woman how to get there. And she says to this day, I would never go there. Anyway, yeah. she did. I rubbed this off, and then this is why we got them. Realised it's the same. So what we got back is this. I want to do something with this now. Okay, this one doesn't have ninety nine percent. No Lemurian rings go up to ninety nine percent. They go around ninety five. Now, this one I'm holding up here, 95.22% zinc and copper. The other one, number three, which has got 12% more zinc and 12% less copper, is 95.23% base. Could be a coincidence. Let me try this one. This one here has 1.12% tin. Number three has 1.12% tin. Hmm. Now, this is where it gets weird. It's none of that. It's this. Number one, they took out one element. They took it out. Mm. They didn't put the nickel in. I thought, hang on, what's happened here? But what they also did was the lead. Every rock said 2%, 1% or less. This one was nearly 9%. I thought myself, that much lead is going to weaken the structure of the whole thing. So they put something new in. They put in titanium. Titanium was first used anywhere in the world, according to every history story, in 1932, when they realized it's got the hardest density to strength ratio of any metal on the planet. Mm -hmm. And they put it inside 24 karat gold, less than 1%. Mm -hmm. So it's harder than 14 karat gold. Mm -hmm. Just 1% drop will do that. So they put the titanium in to balance out the zinc, uh, balance out the lead. That started to give me a clue. Now, here's the point wasn't used since 1932, the ring that that one is in is at least 10, 5, 6,000 years old. Yes, it was. It was used earlier. But maybe someone fluked it and just got it in by mistake. But if we go to number three, ring number three. Which is? Okay, that one. Which is? Uh, it's just a Dharma wheel. It's a Dharma wheel, and it's a bit broken, and you see a picture from the top. We don't have that one with us there. Do I have a – did you send me a, a picture of that one? I'm not sure if we did. We I think not so. Have. There's one picture that looks like a ring that's pretty old. That looks like it needs to be cleaned and up. Thick. Oh, it's rough. Yeah. Okay. If you go to that one, here's the reason why it's rougher mm-hmm. is because the zinc in that is seven thirty-five percent. That's a lot, right? That weakens the structure. Mm-hmm. So guess what? This one's got. Yeah, it's got all the orichalcum in there. That's in there still. That's okay, and it's got the tin. Exactly the same amount as number two, but they put something new in this time to harden the structure. Chromium. Mm. Now, chromium is the second best density to strength ratio element on the planet. Why'd they put that in? Because there's too much simple. It? it was. So yeah, guess what? Even though it looks a bit rough, it's 5,000 years old. Give it credit. That's not bad for 5,000. This one's at least five to six. And look at that. 
these things scrub up pretty well, don't worry, better than the rings your guys are making today. Right. So what we're starting to find here is we're finding something unusual in that we're finding traces of elements we've only just discovered. But then it comes to the one that's only just been put up, which is this one here. This one is the one that breaks every rule there is. Because in this one, number one, 41.8% doesn't exist on the earthly periodic table. Look at the symbols on the top while I'm telling you this story. Yeah, it looks pretty amazing. 41.8%. It's the first time in our readout we haven't got exactly 100%. What we have in total is, I think, 58.8%. The rest we don't know. That's number one. But that's not the weird part, ladies and gentlemen. And by the way, in case you think I'm hot making this up, see that? I'm holding this up now. That's the mm -hmm. scientific readout. Now, what's in this one? And this one, by the way, has already broken three times. And I've had to glue it together with super glue in the center. It's hollow, isn't it, Evan? Yes. By the way, see this person here? Stand in front. He broke it. I did, yeah. He smashed it. So did my wife. So did Ross's husband. Mm -hmm. If you touch this thing and breathe on it the wrong way, it breaks, doesn't it, Evan? Shame, Evan. So Shame, you, David. Shame, you, my wife. You were saying that that ring this 50... Is so old. Were you saying that 53% of that ring is made from a metal that's not found on the periodic table? No. 41.8% is not on the readout for the first time ever. Now, we have another artifact that was done by a laboratory and southern cross where it was 24 percent not on the readout and they're still talking about this but this is nearly double but that's not the weird part it's not the weird part it's what's in there that doesn't make any sense now i'm going to read it to you because i can't say half these words all the other ones copper zinc three others that's it same place this was found next to next to there and bought from the same arts and crafts shop. They were found together. Hmm. This is what's in there. I'll read some of them. Okay, we've got platinum, palladium, rhodium, ruthenium, cadmium, gallium. Now, I've been into the dictionary. I even went to Wikipedia again, ladies and gentlemen. I don't mess around. And I found out that every one of those IUMs was found from 1803 onwards. And some of them, most of them are catalytic converters and diodes and electronic things. Some of them one of them, I think it's ruthenium, was first used in 1976 with the catalytic converter for Volvo. Didn't use it before then. All of them are in this ring. But the weird part is not even that. It's the readout of one of them. Gallium. It's number three. It's 6.89%. Jeffrey, are you a metallurgist by trade? No, but I'm not a metallurgist. I did take a semester ah, in, ge in, ge in geology, but that metal must be really fragile. If you had been, you would have been ecstatic if you heard that, wouldn't oh. you, Evan? He would have said, what are you talking about? So I figured you weren't. Oh. I would have thought that you shouldn't be. But okay, well, mm -hmm. I forgive you for that flaw, nor Thank was you. I. Thank we you. found out. Okay, gallium, number one. People can say that all the other stuff was dug up and fell in there accidentally. They can say that, even with all that mob there. You can't with gallium because Wikipedia told me it's exclusively a byproduct. It was discovered in 1875 at 4,000 degrees when they actually got a trace element of gallium out of two things. You get them out of iron and you get them out of aluminium. That's all you can get them out of, but you only get trace elements. 
Okay. And they were getting 0.01%. This is 6.89% gallium. Yes. Gallium at 30 degrees is liquid. It's liquid. It's not even solid. It's one of the most unusual things there is, and you can't get it any other way but make it. Now, it's 6.89% here, ladies and gentlemen. Here's the interesting part. The major metal in here, apart from we don't know, which is 41.8, the one that comes next on 41% is iron, which is what gallium originally came out of, but not like that, and is placed with the iron because it's comfortable with it, so it's a very good mix. Are you seeing now that the people who made these rings, this is not an ore, this is a combination. And by the way, Wikipedia refers to three of these elements as extremely rare, very rare and rare. But my machine got them all. Now, think about cadmium. Where do we put that? We put that in batteries, don't we? Right? All the others. And by the way, here's an interesting one. Did you know that rhodium and rhodium are hardness for only two elements? And they happen to be platinum and palladium. And they're both in there. Now, try and figure out now mm -hmm. the people who made this stuff I've got. I don't care about the fact they're magic. And by the way, this has got no copper. So this one doesn't get in your skin like the others. It's a different mm -hmm. story because the story isn't from here. 41%, the major component is not on the earthly periodic table. This is the best machine in Australia, ladies and gentlemen. Mm -hmm. This is the one that breaks their narrative. Now, the other ones where I've got a little bit of titanium, and a little bit of chromium, they're going to say you lucked it. How do I get 6.89% gallium inside there? And this has got to be the oldest artifact we've got. I believe it's tens of thousands of years old. Mm. And, yes, it was found next to this one here, but this is the plain old. This is what I call high-level, high-level orichalcum. Atlantis is middle-level. The Ingus is low level, and this is so high that most of it is not from here. Yeah. It's from up there. Um, now, both of those rings were for sale at that store in Thailand, right? Yeah. And I've yeah. even got a question here. Do you know how much she paid for those rings? I, I know what they're worth now. <laughs> um, oh, a couple hundred dollars for both uh, that's it's a... like the Atlant Atlantis ring number one, a couple of hundred dollars, because here's the point, mate. Nobody at us was researching this, and if anyone else found it but us, I wouldn't have gone and got them analysed. And we weren't lucky. We've got a person that analyses it all for free. All these things might be coincidences, but they're not. They're meant to happen. Oh. So primarily, the rings are here because of the time we're in. The mm -hmm. skulls we have, the flooded skulls, which we're not going to be able to talk about today, but some other time maybe, they're here for the same reason. And my point is, why is it right now that we actually have seven and we're negotiating the other two at the moment? You haven't yeah. got any feedback on you uh, of text yet. today? I'm waiting for a text response on one of them. And we're trying to get them all back together for one reason, for their magic. Wouldn't sell them to anyone. That's not the point of this deal because if I did that, oh, I'd be dead the next morning I did it. This is None of this is for sale. We're trying to salvage this to put it back and put those Lemurian rings. And by the way, the largest remnant of Lemuria is Australia. Oh, wow. And I'll make I the point that. too that the, we've got a statue, a nine-inch statue we, we know at the moment that's all pure Orichalcum. 
hmm. which was buried inside rocks in Australia. Both the Atlantean rings were buried metres beneath the surface in Australia. So why are they here? Man, they dumped all of Atlantis here because something was going wrong in Atlantis, and I can see, I can tell you now, we got the rings, and I can tell you it finished badly, hmm. really badly. These, these rings have a bad misdemeanor about it, don't they? Yeah, they do. Oh, um, man. They can kill you. So let me ask anyway. you that. I got a good question here. A question here is gold considered good or evil? And what about brass, copper, and silver? Which do you think is the best to wear out of those metals? Well, it's tricky because I can only tell you from the point of view what the ancients say, okay? Okay. Because I've got the readout in front of me. So from my point of view, copper is the most sacred of all the metals there's ever been. Copper is the only metal. If you put COVID on top of it within two minutes after that's dead, Copper is the only metal that will go inside your body. And people used to wear it before those idiots from pharmaceuticals said, try away the copper bangles, try our drugs. And they were doing okay then with arthritis. Copper is the infuser. And all the wands, the metal wands are made from that. So that's the most important metal there is. I can tell you Atlantis ring number two does have a dash of gold in it. Uh, number one has 0.2689% lead. They took the lead out and put two. 0.289% gold inside there. Now, that will be because if it's purely Atlas's ring, and don't forget in the inner sanctum, the temple of Atlantis, uh, which is called our temple of uh, Poseidon Cleito, the inner column had um, Orichalcum around it, and Atlas's wisdom was written on there, and on the top of it was a gold cap. So that's why he put that dash of gold in there, because that represents the fact this is definitely Atlas. So when I say to you at the start, when you said, oh, it could be an all, now you can see why I'm saying, no, forget it, man. This is far too sublime for that. Mm -hmm. But this one, because the the temple itself has a dash of gold in there, you took the lead out and put the gold in. And then when you come to the next one, when you go to the Lemurian rings, none are chemically the same as each other, but they all have that same base. Mm. And what I'm looking at is an alchemist that not only knows the qualities, the physical qualities of each of these uh, metals, but puts them in a way that infuses magic. I don't know of any alchemist in the world today that understands that that can happen too. So what I'm saying is the mob, and I think it all came from Lemuria to begin with. Mm -hmm. The people there, their knowledge, we're not close. We're not even near there. Right. And so primarily when we do our websites, when we do these presentations, of course, I'm going to put up the news of this uh, the new ring I'm talking about now, plus the one I'm writing up, the nine-inch statue, which is an amazing piece of work too. That goes up on our next um, online conference. Mm-hmm. And um, Evan, I think you've got, you know the links or stuff like that. But what I have got to say, Jeffrey, is I'm supposed to be playing tennis in Lismore in about 32 minutes. All right. It is my understanding that gold is a very dense element. And most of the gold found on this planet um, that we, that humans find that are on the Earth's crust have all been brought here by meteorites. When the planet was formed, the gold in the planet is so dense that it is too deep. It's maybe down in the mantle or close to the core. These rings that you have are possibly 50,000 year old. You know, the Earth's crust had to have been a lot different than what it is today. And some of these combinations like this Ari Cholcom also could have been, instead of man-made or alien-made or whatever, just the way that it fell from the sky in the meteorite and they picked it up off the ground in those combinations of minerals. 
Well, to an extent it could be, but I was just talking about the fact that in this particular case with Atlas, because he can, he was so vain and he was punished for what he did to destroy Atlantis, which he did in the long term, they put that dash of gold in. Well, that's, that's a, <coughs> a completely different statement. Mm. I feel like there's different statements I see within each one and each one's different again. Mm. I feel like, no, I feel like that um, the fact that their magic is the part that's got to be factored into this. Yeah, a media can fall to the ground and give you the core elements, but to put magic into it yeah. takes it to a level above something that just fell to the ground because humans and the earth create that together as a symbiotic relationship and they put it in there. So now I believe that you're looking at an alchemist by design that understands how these things go together to hold the structure together and within that structure he places magic within it. Now, what that 41% item we've got and the 21%, 24% in a completely different place, mm-hmm. and that one is made up as a piece of jewellery, complete right. piece of jewellery, again, different one. What that does to the whole component, well, i tell you one thing it does, it keeps them going forever. Although this one, which has no copper, it's just hanging in there, boy. If I drop this right now, it would break into six pieces. That's amazing. And it's, it's going to keep doing it because it's so not the same as the others. And it wasn't made to last, but this is 5,000 years. And I've, I've accidentally dropped this on concrete and it bounced and I caught it. It wasn't a mark on it. So think about that. Can we make metal today? Is that durable? Yeah. And the answer is no. We can't. Right. Can't. And it's copper, for God's sake. Well, copper is supposed to be, stainless steel is supposed to be better. All stainless steel is good for is growing COVID. And I am going to have to go now because it's All not. Right. I'd be unless, but you can ask Evan questions and he can work on his own. And I don't pull his mouth, it works separately. And listen, mate, it was great to talk to you. I enjoyed our time with you. Thank right? you. If I could stay longer if I could, but otherwise we're going to start. Yeah, we should um, have a, another session at some Yes, point, it was great talking to you, Stephen. Thank you for joining us. Um, actually, I'm going to run soon, but before I go, I need to get your website. Can you tell us what your uh, website is? Forgottenorigin.com. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's the website. And then... Uh, the next conference link is our alienancestry.net. Um, okay. And that's our landing page. It will have links to the one we just did as a replay and then the upcoming one, uh, which is next weekend, um, which over in the USA will probably be on your Saturday, mm-hmm. which is our Sunday. But luckily enough, it's, it's at a good time for you guys over there. It's in the afternoon into the evening. Mm. So you won't have to get up at midnight. But the poor people in London will and in Europe. Okay. Um, but, yeah, go to that landing page. It'll have um, where to get the tickets and who's speaking and a little bit of info about everything that's happening. And um, we're, we're setting the information together for the last one in December with the uh, original people that are speaking as well. So that'll be up there soon. So, yeah. All right, so um, that was event that's next week is Forgotten Ancestry. Dot com. It's our it's our alienancestry.net. Okay, so the and the event next week is alienancestry.net. Our alienancestry.net. Oh, okay, our alienancestry.net is the event next week. So if you guys want to okay. check that out, their website is yeah. forgottenorigin.com. Do you have a Facebook page yeah, yeah. that you um, interact with the people with? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, that's Stephen and Evan Strong. Stephen um, and Evan Strong. And we also have a, a Facebook group, which is Forgotten Origin as well. And there's about 10,000 members in that 
uh, Facebook group. So there's a bit going on in there. Oh, wow. Time to time. Um, and, yeah, and then for, if people have missed the last conference, um, there is a link to the replay. So the last conference had um, Michael Tellinger, Dr. Rita Louise, Klaus Donner um, speaking at that one as well. So, mm -hmm. yeah, there's, if people need to do a bit of a catch-up, they'll have all next week to watch that one. Mm-hmm. Um, to get them ready but they're they're independent we have that overarching theme and then um yeah we have different speakers each time when we're trying to do do the monthly this is we're up to our sixth one um so yeah uh it's just a good way to reach a lot of people because a lot of people are stuck at home with everything that's going on out in the world um but it's a good way to get the message and, and get other speakers talking as well yeah yeah, I think that's great. And I think a lot of different things now are online because of COVID. Like um, in the video world, there's VidCon and, you know, just I think most seminars in general are online. So this kind of lines up with everything else that's going on. Um, oh, and wherever we go back to physical live venues, we would try to simulcast them on, online as well. Hmm. Um, so then we can... If we ever get to that point, hopefully, um, we, we can do both um, and, and reach more people that way. Yeah. Well, you know, you're based out of Australia, so it makes sense to be able to, to get, you know, other, you have to put it online to be able to have people yeah. in the US or the UK or wherever watch it. So and I think it's great. I mean, it, you that's make right. it available for anybody on the planet that way. Exactly. And that, that's what we want to do. Um, and yeah. If people um, and we, we keep the price down as mm -hmm. well, so we can capture, you know, everyone. But um, mm -hmm. there's plenty of articles on the website, plenty of videos that's up there for free as well. So um, that way, if people go, well, I can't afford that. There's, mm -hmm. there's options for everyone mm -hmm. to hear about what's going on. Hmm. Yeah, um, Steve's quite prolific with the articles. Um, it's usually about one, one a fortnight. So there's heaps up there <laughs> yeah all right evan well i appreciate you giving me some time yep time today i wish you um, i wish you uh i wish you the best and i wish you an amazing day for the rest of your day definitely sounds great and um uh yeah we didn't get to skulls but we've definitely got more stuff to talk about yeah at, at another, maybe another in the next yeah maybe next time we can get into that one yeah, definitely. That sounds great. All right. Well, thank you. Have thank a great you. day. You too. Bye-bye.